0: Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and I'm very excited about today's episode. We had so many correct guesses to last week's puzzle, I'm really blown away and proud of you all, kid sleuths out there who figured it out. Yeah, right. Oh, and here's my co-host, Bebop, Robomogo, Juanitron. Bebop, what do you mean, yeah, right?
1: I mean, you were all strutting around here last week when there weren't any correct guesses yet, like you were the world's best puzzle maker.
0: I wouldn't say strutting. I don't know if I know how to strut, but usually an episode publishes first thing in the morning and then an hour later, I already have all these kids who have already solved the puzzle that I spent weeks coming up with. But not this time. This time it took a little while, and I was... Glad there was a challenge for listeners.
1: I think you were really pleased with yourself. I recorded you talking on the phone. What? Here, let's give a listen.
0: Hello, yes, Guinness Book of World Records. I would like to submit my name as the best puzzle maker in all the land. I mean, that that I, that kind of sounded like me, but I, I didn't make that call. That must have been my twin brother, Ronathan.
1: Ronathan? Give me a break. And was it Ronathan who I heard singing in the shower to the tune of Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Oh, no. Let's just play a little bit of that
0: tape. Ain't no listeners solved it yet. Ain't no listeners solved my puzzle yet. Okay, stop, stop. Look, that clearly wasn't me. I hit the high notes way better than whoever that was.
1: Well, let me just finish the recording, shall we? Hey,
0: no listeners, solved it My name is Jonathan Messinger. Okay, fine. <laughs> you got me. I was proud that I had stumped some of the listeners, but I'm equally proud of how so many solved it. Great work, everybody. And actually, there were no bad answers. Even if you didn't send in the answer that I was looking for, a lot of you came up with really clever answers interesting ways to solve the puzzle. So I really appreciate everybody taking a crack at solving the puzzle and great work. And to all of you who solved it, we'll give a shout out at the end of the episode. Now, if you remember what happened in the last episode, Finn was in front of a pool or a well in the town square of a strange planet. And he had to come up with something to say to help break the spell placed on Paige and Abigail by those weird, repeating aliens. We'll find out what happens in this season three, episode five of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian The Mighty King. Finn tried to focus. He stared at his reflection in the water. It rippled with the tiny echoes of the last thing he said. But the aliens had said not to say something. Don't say it, they said. What was it? He could barely think now. It felt like his brain was being swept up into a net. It wouldn't be long before he was just Like them. What could he say to break their spell? Finn put his hands over his ears and his eye caught something in the water. It was the plaque. There were three words that he could make out. And they were familiar somehow. Something about them resonated with him. And so he lifted his head and he shouted so all of the aliens and Paige and Abigail could hear. You're not alone! Suddenly, it was quiet. No one repeated what he said. His own voice reflected back at him off the water, but still, no one spoke. Abigail and Paige snapped out of it and walked over to where Finn was standing. Something told them, though, to keep quiet. They didn't want to be the ones to break the silence. All of the aliens crowded around the explorer's Finn couldn't tell if they were waiting for him to say something or if they were even unable to say anything until he did. He could see now Meg and Foggy flying toward them with Vale, Elias, and Mr. Sparkles in tow. If he didn't say something now, they definitely would and they'd be a lot less careful. He put his hands to his ears and nodded to Abigail and Paige who did the same. My name is Finn Caspian. We are here from the Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. We mean you no harm. We were told to come here by... a friend. But we don't know why. To ruin
1: our lives, I guess.
0: Said a man standing near Finn. The other aliens all grumbled that's in right. agreement, yeah, right. but they didn't that's repeat right. what he Absolutely. said. Right. What do you mean? Said Finn. And what's that noise? Finn turned around. The water in the well had begun to spin and lower as though it were draining down some deep, unseen hole. What's happening? said Abigail. Where is the water going? It's going down the drain, said another alien, peering into the well. Just like all of our lives. But, said Finn, I, I was just trying to, to stop you from... Finn felt himself getting mesmerized again, but this time, by the sound of the water draining quickly out of the well, it looked like a whirlpool had suddenly spun up in the middle of it. Yep, you have definitely ruined us, said another alien. But wait, said Finn, I was just reading that plaque and you were all brainwashing us and it said you're not alone and you wouldn't say those three words, so well, what else was I supposed to do? Read the whole sign next time, said one of the aliens as it ran away. All of the aliens were now retreating to their houses, slamming the doors shut behind them. That left just the explorers in the square with the well. Um, Finn, I hate to say it, but that guy was right. You should read that whole sign, said Abigail. Finn looked down at the plaque in the well, now completely visible as the water drained out. You're not alone, Finn read. Whatever you do, don't say those three words or else this fountain will drain and up will rise the great monster of the deep and destroy everything. He looked up at his best friend and his sister. They really should have put that part first. The other explorers arrived just as the water completely disappeared. What's going on? said Foggy. It sounded like you were in real trouble. We were, said Paige. Then we weren't in trouble for like a second? Then Finn didn't read the whole plaque, and now a great monster of the deep is about to rise. Well, I didn't know that, ah, forget it, said Finn. The troop all tensed, as something came burbling up from the well. A slick, slapping sound began to echo out, as though some creature were crawling from the depths, its tentacles clinging to the rock as it slithered up. The troop slowly backed away. Ballet hugged Mr. Sparkles, and Foggy and Meg ready to fly everyone out of there. Then they heard a voice coming from the well. <laughs> Freedom! I'm finally free and hungry. So hungry. Foggy grabbed Finn and Abigail, ready to spring up off the ground, and then the monster arrived. It was Tiny. It was very tiny. It looked as if someone had squeezed a frog into a turtle's shell, painted it orange, and then, for some reason, given it a unibrow. It had one eyebrow across its forehead like a hairy caterpillar. You're the monster from the deep, said Paige. That's right, I am. <laughs> Which of you fools said the words that freed me from my prison after all of these decades? Uh, that'd be me, I guess, said Finn. I was trying to break a different spell. To you, I am most grateful, and I shall eat you last of all. You there, small one, I shall start with you first. The frog creature leapt from the side of the well straight at Paige, but... Its tiny legs couldn't even propel it halfway there. One moment, please. I'll be right there. The creature waddled over to Paige's boot. And now, I feast! He began licking her boot. It was like watching a baby try to eat its own foot. Should I step on it? said Paige. No, said Finn. Page, don't step on it. I'll step on you, said the monster. And it reached a tiny foot up and began tapping Paige's toe. This is kind of embarrassing, said Foggy. Maybe we
1: should just go. No,
0: yelled a voice behind them. They turned around, and there was one of the aliens, a tall man, standing at the front door to a building. You can't free our nemesis and then just leave. But this is not really a monster, said Vale. Hey. No offense. <laughs> free, finally free, and hungry, so hungry. Oh, there's another one of these, said Abigail. <laughs> fear me, for I'm the creature from the deep. And then dozens and dozens more creatures from the deep started plopping out of the well. Psst, said the man, standing in the doorway. Over here. The explorers all ran to him, thinking he was going to invite them inside. But he stopped them before they could go in.
1: Are you crazy? You can't come in
0: here. The monsters will just
1: follow you and then eat me and my whole family.
0: Not to be rude, said Abigail. But why are you so scared of them? They talk a good game, but how exactly is something that small going to eat something like you?
1: What is this, your first time on the planet?
0: The explorers all nodded. Oh, okay.
1: Well... Welcome to the planet, I guess. It's great to have you here. Please stop releasing the monsters that eat everybody on this planet.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, said Finn. You're way bigger than them, and they seem kind of slow and small and maybe not that bright. They all turned and watched as three of the monsters slowly waddled toward them, bumping into each other. I mean, we probably have five minutes before those guys even reach us. They're called mites, said the alien. And
1: it's not the one you have to worry about.
0: As the three mites crawled toward the kids, one seemed to get stuck to the other. And then a third one, too. And then as more and more of the mites came up over the well and swarmed into the square, they all began to get stuck together. Soon the mites were growing into a multi-headed, enormous, writhing creature. Oh, I read about this said Elias on earth this happens with rats when their tails get tangled up and stuck together they call it the rat king oh cool said the alien
1: that's what we call it the Mike king Huh? small universe
0: so how do we stop it said Abigail
1: well there's another phrase something you need to say in order to send it back into its home
0: cool what is it said Vali
1: I don't know None of us do. That is why we always repeat what others say. If no one says anything new, then no one can say one of the dangerous phrases."
0: -"Until we came along," said Finn.
1: -"Exactly. But there is another plaque that will tell you what to say." -"Okay, great.
0: Where's that?" said Abigail.
1: -"At the bottom of the well."
0: -"That well?" said Vale. Or is there another well in town that doesn't have dozens of hungry monsters crawling out of it? Nope, that's the one. Beep. mister Sparkles spit up another stone. Vale picked it up, only this time there weren't coordinates. There were words etched into the rock. Oh this is weird, said Vale. It's actually words. It says go into the well, Vale. Oh come on. All right, I am here with my editor and son, Griffin. Happy Halloween, Griffin. Happy Halloween. We are recording this on Halloween night after you've had too much candy. Yep. (laughs) Did you have fun trick or treating? Yeah! Okay, that's our show. (laughs) All right, so. Tell me, what did you think of that episode? Mm, boo. <laughs> why, why boo?
1: You edited Raymond and Big Guy was coming out.
0: That's right. You don't like cliffhangers.
1: Nope. Especially ones where you're finally facing off against big guys.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, Had you heard of a rat king before? Yeah. Where'd you hear of that? Yeah, but a Rat King, like you know, is a real thing. And that's one of the fun things about making a science fiction show, is that you can make these sort of outlandish storylines, but then also incorporate real things from the real world. And so whenever you're writing a story, it's good to remember that. I All right, so we know that you're upset because you want to know what happens with the big monster. But what questions do you have for me?
1: I wonder what the words are and... What happens when the monster uh, does it?
0: Do you think that uh, Vale is going to go down to the bottom of the well?
1: Mm, He is the one who used to have the bow and arrow.
0: He still has his bow and arrow.
1: Oh. You never included, though.
0: (laughs) Boy, you were being tough tonight. Oh, man. Put a a couple of Hershey bars in you, and suddenly the uh, gloves are off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Anything else you were wondering about? No. All right, so then what time is it, Griff? Jokes! No, it's not jokes. What time is it? Jokes! What time is it? Jokes! What time is it? Jokes! Correct. Art. <laughs> <laughs> I said jokes. <laughs> All right, here are our artists for this week. Thank you to Atticus, who's six, from Richmond, California. Marquam, who's five, from Milton, Massachusetts. Cameron, who's five, from California. Katie, who's seven, from Shingle Springs, California. Our friend Ellie, who's five. Ruth, who's five, from Lindsay, Ontario. Elijah, who's six, from Nazareth, Pennsylvania, who sent along some new alien ideas. Very cool, thank you so much. Luke, who's four, from Annandale, Virginia. Maggie, who's nine, from Sydney, Australia. Alex, who's five, part of the Wellington Welcoming Committee. Thank you, Alex. Our friend Martin Hall, Zion, Levi and Anna from DuPont, Washington. Story, who's six, from Bakersfield, California. Vincent, who's eight, from Freiburg, Germany. Kai, who's six, and Milo, who's three, from Ojai, California. And Liam, who's eight, and Jasmine, who's five, from Indonesia. Thank you all so much for all of the awesome art. Okay, now I gotta thank our detectives who solved the puzzle. Here's the answer from our friends Isaac and Leo.
1: We are Isaac and Leo from Warwickshire, in England and we have the answer to the puzzle. It is You're Not Alone.
0: That's right. Thanks, guys. Basically, what it was was that the aliens didn't say three words. They changed them or left them out after an explorer said them and those three words were You're Not Alone. And like I said, a lot of you had some really great ideas and... Answers that really could have been the answer, but this was just the one particular answer that I was looking for with this episode. So, thank you to Caleb and Eli from San Jose, Leela, who's eight, and Reese, who's five, from Kansas, Leif and Maurer from San Diego, our friend Ethan, our friend Hello, who's five, Max from California, Silas, who's seven, Linus, who's five, from Auckland, New Zealand, Jason from San Pablo, California, Adam from Chicago. Jason, who's 11, and Sophie, who's 8, from Troy, Michigan. Jackson, Isaac, and Ezra from California. Zion from DuPont, Washington. Alex, who's 6, from Vancouver, Canada. Caleb from San Diego. Sam and Henry, who are both 5, and James, who's 3, from Richmond, Virginia. Mary and Lily, who are both 9, and Robert, who's 6, from Rock Fledged, Florida. Ellery, who will be 9 tomorrow. Happy birthday, Ellery. And Cyrus, who is 5, from Haverhill, Massachusetts. Emmy, who's eleven from Connecticut, Matthew and Jacob Noseworthy from Dunsville, Ontario, Canada, Lewis, who's eight, from Spartansburg, South Carolina, Ryan, who's nine from Denton, Texas, Colin from Carlsbad, California, our pal Mauricio, who has his own podcast. If you go to our Facebook page, we linked to his podcast. Check that out. It's called Little Ghost Podcast. Flora, who's nine from Los Angeles, Bobby, who's nine from Morris Plains, New Jersey, Jaden, who's eight from Decatur, Illinois, as you heard, Isaac and Leo from Warwickshire, England. Ben and Sam from Thomasville, Georgia. Trevor and Mason, who are 8 and 10. Jules, who's 8, and EJ, who's 6. Our friend Amelia, who's 7. Our friend Zoe, Micah, and Lucia from Philadelphia. Zane, who's 8. Simon W. from Chicago. Graham, who's almost 5, from Raleigh, Massachusetts. Morgan, who's 10, from Pipersville, Pennsylvania. Markham, who's 5, from Milton, Massachusetts. Johnny, who's 7, from Naples, Florida. Liam and Malcolm from Batavia, Illinois. Jody, who's six, from DeHannis, Texas. Lyra, who's six, and Seth, who's nine, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. David from Tacoma, Washington. Oliver and Graham from Budapest, Hungary. Tom from Melbourne, Australia. And our friend, Justin, who's ten years old, and that's all of them. Whew. I don't know what I was singing about. A lot of you solved that puzzle. (laughs) Great, great work, everybody. All right, and now it's time for... Jokes! That's right, Griffin. You are 100% <laughs> correct. It is time for jokes. I said art. All right. Well, we're only going to play jokes from one listener today because we're already kind of running out of time. And this is from our listener, Jet, who, as you're about to hear, is an old and wise soul. Check it out.
1: My name is Jet, and I am four million years old, and I live in San Francisco. My jokes are. What did the kid in Roswell say before it fell in a hole? Look, there's a UFO. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) My next joke is, what is Batman alien? Bruce Milky Wayne. My third joke is, (laughs) what do you call an alien that talks? A taco alien.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for those jokes, Jet. All right, Griff, anything else you want to talk about tonight? Nope. All right, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I hope everybody had a great Halloween, and we will see you next week. Want to say bye to everybody, Griff? (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. All right, thank you all so so much for coming back this week to find out the solution to our puzzle and thanks to everybody who participated in making the puzzle so fun whether you got the answer that i was looking for or you came up with your own it was all so great thank you all so so much and of course thank you to our art chefs our sound makers and our joke tellers i really appreciate everything that you send into the show it makes the show so much fun for me to make i know i say that all the time but it's so true the Alien Adventures of Casp is a Gen Z media production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. Always voted the nicest human in all of human history. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman, and if you want to get in touch with us, by all means, please email us at earth at fincaspian.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode that I promise will wrap up that cliffhanger that had Griffin so angry. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week.
1: Ain't no meetin' whale tough enough, ain't no massive him smart enough To keep me from becoming president